0: you're listening to bits and pieces on sunrise robot i'm one of your hosts matt duncan out of gelsenkirchen germany and i'm benjamin from uh, bochum germany and we thrive on the support of our listeners so please check out sunriserobot.net slash support to see some ways you can help us out a kind of familiar voice we're hearing here, Benny is on the show, Um Mike is doing something with the family, so today we've got Benny here as our, not really a guest host, but our substitute host. Yeah, I'm glad to fill in tonight for Mike. Um It's great to finally be able to record with yeah, someone in the same time zone. It's, always, it's always a pleasure. Not No one of us is really tired right now or just got out of bed and, uh, I mean, it's dark anyway if you look outside.
1: Well, that's not to say I'm not tired, but um, coffee's ready,
0: so... <laughs> I've never seen you not drink coffee, <laughs> except when if it's a whiskey or something.
1: Uh, well, you can combine whiskey and coffee, which uh, makes for quite a good oh. drink. It's hot, and it's uh, it, it gets you drunk uh, I'm pretty quickly. <laughs> i next
0: time. Um, we're going to start with a little bit of tangential follow-up, Um I just discovered when when Benny put, uh, turned on his webcam that he's wearing a um yeah piece of headset a headset that I used to own I mean it's, it's not exactly the same as in you got the ones that I once had but it's the same model and they have a very special feature it, it has a little USB plug and what what happens if you put that in and turn that one switch
1: Yeah, well, first of all, it's, uh, it activates some sort of, uh, bass boost. Um, it even has two stages. So, uh, you get a really big bass boost and, uh, it even activates a rumble feature. Um,
0: that does not make any sense (laughs) on a headset, but. So you can go from medium to beats headphones with a flip of a switch.
1: Indeed. Uh, and I'm. Pretty sure the quality is not even. I mean, it's it's uh, it was a gift to me from a friend of mine, uh, and uh, I think he thought that it would come in handy. But uh, I have actually never really used it. I I checked it out once and was very <laughs> irritated by that. Yeah, I
0: remember trying it with so called uh, feature Playing Counter Strike once, and it was just got awful. It's just it's really just rumbling, and it's not like it would really um transport the lower frequencies like you would say oh it's those frequencies you can't hear you can only feel them yeah but it doesn't really feel like bass it just feels like uh some some uh cell phone is going off next to your head um and in relation to that i found this uh picture here um the the bose noise cancelling toilet we talked about noise cancelling headphones once um just safe to say, go to the show notes at sunriserobot.net slash bits and pieces slash 40 and look at this great picture of a Bose, Bose noise canceling toilet. Uh, looks pretty comfy. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure about its noise canceling <laughs> features though.
1: I just looked at it and, um, yeah, it, it's, it. At first sight it's actually looking like some sort of design like it's real
0: like it's not toilet. completely photoshopped.
1: <laughs> yeah like like it's actually real but like you know a, a really comfortable leather seat <laughs> on your on your toilet I mean it's uh yeah but if you look closer and and get uh what what uh, the, the toilet bowl is made of Yeah
0: but, yeah. but I'd prefer the velour, um, seating, uh, like with my headphones where I switch from the plastic to velour. That, that would be great. That would be great for stains as well. well. I, <laughs>
1: I can't see the, the, um, the use of this. I mean, uh, a Bose noise canceling toilet might be even more useful than the <laughs>
0: rumble feature Other from than my the headset. Bose headphones. Um, I'm not going to go that route. Yeah, I've never really actually used them. I'm just. Speaking word of mouth here and word of mouth isn't very, that uh, is not that good on both.
1: Yeah, but, but I'm sure your roommates will appreciate.
0: <laughs> I, I want a Beats toilet that just amplifies everything that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got this new feature in Google Chrome. Google Chrome just gained MIDI support. Um I've tested this with my MIDI keyboard without configuring anything and it didn't work. But I'm sure there's some way to actually hook up my MIDI keyboard to this. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense. But for now, you can play around with your regular keyboard. A lot of WebSynths or browser-based synthesizers came from that. Or maybe they existed before that, but now they're actually supported by keyboards. And you and I, we both played around with it. Um So I've tested this websynths.com and... I've, I haven't really played around with the knobs and dials on that thing, but man, that it does look pretty exhaustive. Um, everything I've, I know from a, from synthesizer, I can find on there. There's a amplitude envelope. You can, you have up to three oscillators. Shit's real. Uh, in short, uh, it has a bunch of presets that actually sound really nice. Like if you, if you sent me some samples recorded from that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have believed or I wouldn't have guessed that this runs in the browser. So which one have you tried around yeah. with? Uh
1: I second that. Um I checked out the Heisenberg <laughs> uh uh synth uh amplifier and um I, um I was very surprised by the um many different presets. It's just a demo so far, but you can mess with the presets and you can try them out and you can you actually play them um with two lines on your keyboard using uh uh, the, the yeah. letter keys, um, which makes for an interesting way of putting of, of input. Um, and I actually can see this being used. I mean, it's, it's very intuitive and, um, you have a very quick way to just, um, in a short amount of time, just, just fiddle something with that without needing to set up anything big. You could even, um, I can even figure people using their laptops, uh, being on the road and just, you know, uh, fiddling small small sound bits they just that just come up in mind it's it's um yeah all you need uh, is a keyboard um a computer <laughs> keyboard not not a real keyboard and uh, an internet yeah. connection and that makes it very intuitive
0: yeah it's really a complete plug-and play mentality everybody can just try that out and I think that's that's the great thing about it I I wouldn't see myself using it like trying to connect it with virtual cables to my to my able live just to play that one web synth but I gotta say um, what came to mind was um, there's this website code Academy are you familiar with that where you can learn how to program and do some uh <sighs> It's I think they teach you Python, JavaScript, like you can just learn for yourself, and what they do is um they give you a task and walk you through the steps where you actually write the code in the browser and kind of hit the run button and then the program or the script just runs in another window. I can see how they could build a course on that from about learning how to use synthesizers where they just start with one oscillator and what the shapes and the sounds are and they just go like, okay, here's the sound, try to make that sound from this one oscillator with this one filter and it's really simple in the first step and later on it gets really complex. I can see how you can build interactive synthesizer tutorials from that. Something that is really hard to do. Everything we have to resort to is YouTube videos of some guy who's too close to his mic and like, yeah, and then I, uh, then I turn this style here and then massive goes like, vroom, vroom, and, and so it, I mean, there has to be a better way. And I think this is, this is the perfect use case for this teaching people who don't know it, anything about synthesizer, how they work, um, how to actually program your own presets in the browser.
1: Plus you don't need anything, uh, you, you don't need to bring anything. You just yeah. need a website with the, uh, with the synthesizer. It um so so you can start from scratch start from zero uh you don't have to buy any software or hardware nothing yeah, yeah it's i i can see that too nice tool
0: yeah it's a bit like those um nintendo ds synthesizers by korg uh, i know last used to play around with them but never really getting a grip on how how it's supposed to work and i don't think they have really don't have any tutorials in there i think they are Targeted towards people already know what they're doing, but this, this could be the gateway for a lot of people getting into synthesizers and getting taught how to use the synthesizers. Yeah, I can see that too. All
1: right. So, uh, Matt, you, um, yeah, you, uh, you, before we started recording, uh, you gave a hint to, uh, that you wanted an update how, uh, salt the skies is running. So for people who are not familiar with the action news, um, yeah, you departed some time ago.
0: I departed. I, I went a different way. Um, I'm still on the train into a different direction with a one way ticket on a one way train. Um, no, yeah, um, I, I think it was two months ago. <clears throat> I, I left the band. Um, Obviously not because we had any, uh, struggle or trouble with each other. Otherwise we wouldn't be having this recording right now. Um, no, but it kind of just the, the feeling left me. Uh, I just didn't feel a lot anymore. And I, I didn't feel like rehearsing anymore. I didn't feel like the music was touching me anymore. And, but, the, uh, I think the biggest aspect was just, um, playing live and i talked about this a lot in the last few episodes every time we mentioned playing live and every time mike has a gig report i'm kind of the pessimist and um i I think that's mostly where the the, where differences came from and yeah it just didn't really there wasn't really any use in going on that way yeah it was just lying to ourselves then or did I misrepresent that situation now?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, it's um, left quite a big hole in... a uh, gaping hole in the band's uh, <laughs> setup, uh, I have to say. Um, but I get your reasons. I mean, I um, it's, it's completely understandable. I mean, we, we've had uh, quite a rough time uh, with some of our gigs, some of the venues we played. And um, yeah. Um this brings us to uh the status quo how it is right now in the band. I mean we um we are struggling to find a new employee to fill the void <laughs> so to speak. Um and um we are c- quite close to it I think. I mean um of course uh, we we were all very sad uh when you left but um well we we quickly decided that we wanted to go on and um keep the name and even keep most of our songs, um, although although time will will show um, which ones we are going to keep. Because um, right now we are um, rehearsing with a new singer that's also uh, who's also playing keyboards and oh. guitar and bass. And um, I think in the long run we will include the keyboard permanently into the band. Which is, uh, something you always shunned from. So, 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 Well, so.
0: technically I, I wouldn't have been against it. It's just that I wouldn't, I didn't want to complicate my own setup. But from the beginning in Saltless Guys, I said, I just want a guitar and a microphone and not, and a guitar amp, obviously. I didn't want anything else because I had this monstrum of MIDI controllers on the astray. Um, it's just that contrast, but in a sense, I always liked, would have liked having a keyboard, uh, with us.
1: Yeah. Um, so now we are close to realizing that. I mean, um, that's cool. We, um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, something very new for the band because we've never had keyboards except for uh, some, uh, studio recordings. Um, now it's, um, it's a, big problem it's it's a lot of work to um include the keyboard into the sound of the band which uh didn't have this instrument before
0: yeah you have to make new room for it
1: now yeah a lot of it um on the other hand it's there are so many new possibilities to to experiment with um but um i think the worst part that takes so much work is just implementing a new member into a band that has existed for so many years yeah. in a constant lineup. I mean,
0: uh. We had a run of three and a half years, I think, with you. Yeah. So the setup where you joined the band, I think that was about three and a half years we had there.
1: Uh, yes, exactly. I mean, I joined the
0: band in January two, two, 2012. 12, yeah. So, I I always had in mind that was the end of 2011, but yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, that's
1: what, that's, that was when I first, um, came in contact, but I (laughs) permanently joined in, in January, I think. Anyway, so, um, and now we have the situation that there's someone who is not familiar with the, the music we play and hasn't done anything in this genre before, um, who is not a professional. So, um, it's it's a lot of work for him but it's also a lot of work for us to to get along with him i mean um musically i'm, I'm only musically technically speaking not um personally um, I hope that he
0: makes the same stupid uh double entendre jokes that i used to do oh, is, uh, is Hoff still on that is is christopher we're, we're, we're still we're getting that? there we're getting <laughs> there um he
1: um his name's alex and um alex needs to get used to that <laughs> if If he wants to he <laughs> persist and survive in this environment <laughs> but we're getting there so um as I said, it's a lot of work to um yeah to rehearse with with someone you don't know and and um it's 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 not easy yeah um but we're getting there, and the, the i think the most important thing is to have a goal an aim that you're going for, and we do so i think. Um, maybe in uh, a couple of months you're going to hear uh, the new salt the skies and um, we, we might be recording some first demo tapes with Alex uh, in the next couple of weeks ah. so um, maybe we can uh, yeah we can spread the word that there's a new member soon but um I, I, I don't want to take away anything too soon
0: i'm definitely looking forward to that so um i'm i'm staying tuned on you're still uh, allowed on my facebook timeline so anything you post on there uh will get to me directly and uh yeah no honestly um i'm i like the idea that you now have a uh, keyboard in there um i also like the idea that you are keeping some of the songs um now in the beginning i said that uh the music didn't touch me anymore, which doesn't mean that I think the songs are bad. The songs are still awesome. It's just, I didn't really feel a lot anymore when I played them and I would have been lying to myself. Uh, I, I would have to act out on stage because I I wasn't really being moved that much anymore. And I mean, naturally that happens sometimes. And, uh, but yeah, as I said, it, it, it wasn't really just the, the ambition was, was gone a little bit, but, um, we thought it would be interesting to uh, talk a little bit about the the history of life fails that we had, and I I usually dislike the word fails just as much as I dislike the word epic in any sense, but um, it's been it's it's ubiquitous now, so we might as well we might as well use it. So um, we had a lot of uh, failures. Um, in our time, fails that weren't, wasn't, weren't really that big, but they were just annoying and little things every once in a while on stage or mostly before and after being on stage, like the organization of things. Um, but the, the first one that came to mind for me was, um, we were playing in Bochum in the Rotunda and, uh, there were three bands. And I think about 50 minutes or so before the first band should have started. That first band that should have started came, uh they they arrived at the venue, three of those um th- th- was just three guys playing like acoustic folk stuff. And the first words out of their mouths were, Oh, you brought the drums, that's good. Because we didn't. <laughs> because we didn't. Because they didn't mention anything at all. We knew yep. Uh, that they were going to play there. We knew, uh, what they sounded like because they have a Facebook page, but there was no correspondence whatsoever because everything went through the organizer. We told the organizer, look, this is our setup. This is our stage plan. We need this and this and this. And, um, then we communicated and he said, yeah, um, that you just have to bring the drums. And we were like, okay, we're going to bring the drums. As always, we are the band that brings the drums. And yeah, and that third band that was going to play first just arrived just on time if you were a, a visitor to the venue, not, not someone who would play on stage and they were just, oh yeah great, you brought the drums, otherwise who would have a problem now? Uh, yeah, I think it's um, I mean
1: this is a problem of our time I think. It's um, <laughs> the way of communication has changed so much to a, to a rushed and, and hasty way of just sometimes writing mails is is not even used i mean we we communicate with bands when we when we plan gigs with other bands we usually communicate via via uh, social networks
0: yeah
1: and um it's strangely people don't seem to be good at organizing themselves uh, especially musicians (laughs) and um I think it's all. It's it's not so much a failure of uh, personality, but of communication. Um, People tend to rush everything um, and um, don't take anything for for granted. For
0: for as fixed. Although I think sometimes it's the other way around. They take too much for granted, Uh, like the other band bringing the drums. Yeah, but
1: I mean, I mean that people don't. Realize how important it is to make, uh, amendments, to, to, yeah. to make, to, to, to just, uh, feel responsible for anything. That's true. So, so in the end, um, it, it would have been easier in that case if we, like, met these people in person before, sat together and, and, uh, made a list, but instead we just chatted via Facebook or something and just, yeah, yeah, okay. We bring stuff and you bring stuff and, and no one really cared about how reliable anyone is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that may be it. So, uh, one more, um, yeah, failure that this has to do with the organization. And then we get to, uh, on stage fails was, um, a gig that we played with the astray, um, about, oh man, what was it? one and a half years ago or two years ago almost um, where there was a huge lineup because it was like a festival. It wasn't a music festival. It was just a youth festival in general. And there were like uh, I don't know, 20 acts planned for that stage. And we had a certain time slot. We were told, okay, you can play at 8 eight p.m. Um, or I think 9 so- somewhere around the end where it's like oh, we're the main event or the headliners. Uh, it sounded pretty cool. And yeah, when we got there, um, the organizer wasn't on location. The schedule has been moved around a lot by those 50 hip hop groups that was on stage for all day. And in the end, we got, uh, we had left about 30 minutes for a 60 minute set, which means we had 45 minutes, 15 of which we spent building our stuff because obviously there wasn't any space for that on stage to do that while the other act was playing. So we, build up our stuff for 15 minutes played around 30 minutes and um at some point ableton just gave up there was just some i don't really remember what it happened but for some reason just the song wouldn't move on from the second verse to the last chorus but it was just a perfect moment because i looked at my watch and was okay it's three minutes let's just end it here and I was so pissed. I still have a video recording of that. We had, we had our GoPro mounted on stage heading toward um pointed towards us and I still have that video where I'm just so pissed that Ableton just crashed or not really crashed but didn't want to move on. We had 3 minutes left from our uh, 30 minute gigs and um yeah did i forget to say nobody was there there were only our closest friends who who visited us uh, visited us then and the whole space was empty before that there were about 50 hundred people at any given time and then there were just 15 left and it was i think it was one of the worst live uh, acts that i one of the worst gigs that i ever played and uh i still hold the organizer in contempt for that um I like the guy personally, and I think he's a very good uh, audio technician. And I like the way he always mixed us on stage. But that thing still... Oh man, no! So you told me that uh, a short version of the uh, story where you actually kicked a bottle and exploded on stage.
1: Uh, I did once, uh, which which comes closest to any kind of stage vandalism I have ever committed. Um, it happened, uh, on a open air gig as well. Maybe I should shun these, (laughs) um, where the singer of our band, uh, I played in that time. She, um, it, it was very hot, and we were playing, uh, under a tent or pavilion and, um, it was even hotter under the, underneath that. And she, um, almost fainted after the first. Couple of songs. It was very stressful for us. I mean, I was very young and inexperienced un- and, um, excited for that gig. And, um, but instead of being like feeling ashamed, I got angry. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I did was I decided to kick, um, the next bottle of beer that was like standing, uh, on stage next to me. Um, I had planned to just kick it. Uh, towards the audience. <laughs> not, not intending, to uh, intending to hit someone, but just to release my anger. But, um, what I had not expected was that the bottle actually broke and it was actually, uh, completely full. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, what, what happened was that, uh, the, the bottle of beer just exploded on stage and just uh, yeah, soaked the whole stage in beer. Uh, the whole area where I was standing, like two square meters or so, was soaked in beer. Uh, and we actually had to stop performing and, uh, wait for someone to clean the mess up. Uh, yeah, and uh, we decided to take a break, uh, and, and, and finished the set, uh, maybe half an hour later without our singer because she was still uh, in a very unstable condition. She was too weak to sing. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, not a classical failure as well, but it's, it's, uh, I was just angry about that. I was <laughs> angry with myself, uh, not being able to perform the way I wanted. Uh, but stuff like that happens. It's, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, you don't, you, you can't think Clearly in that moment.
0: Did that lead to you um, when you were on stage, just before we started to play, to uh, see a, a beer bottle in front of you and just moving it off stage, just to be sure that this doesn't happen again? Is it like a trauma? Yeah, I, now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, maybe unintentionally. I uh, Now I always put the beer bottles uh, on top of my amplifier. Yeah uh which is probably not the best safest spot to put a bottle of beer during gigs but um so far it didn't do me any bad so I, uh, at, at least I'm not going to be tempted to kick it away again.
0: There were some more, um, onstage failures that, that, uh, I just remembered where like my delay pedal used to stop, uh, doing anything sometimes. And if the, the power was cut to that delay pedal, my sound was cut completely because it was in that effects loop and, uh, I regularly lose my sticks when I play drums. So I remember throwing a drumstick, uh, accidentally throwing a drumstick at, at Christopher while playing and being like, okay, I have to play a fill in a second where, oh shit. Okay. There, there's another dr- drumstick on the floor. I'm just going to grab that. Um, and th- there was only one instance where I really forgot lyrics in a way that I didn't sing anything. Usually I just repeated the other verse, but there was just vo- one event that I just uh, remembered where we actually turned something around that could have potentially been a disaster uh, in a very rebellious way, which was when we were playing in a local Irish pub and um, not the owner, but uh the representative of the owner and that evening wanted to kick us out. Um n- Not really want to kick us out, but she wanted us to stop playing because it was, I think it was 11 PM and, but we were told that we could play longer and we, calculated our set that well and we have we had at least one song left i think we had two songs left but we decided to only play one so while she was screaming at us from off stage being like i'm gonna call the police i'm gonna throw you all out of here i remember being like i can't hear you and just playing the first note of the next song (laughs) and uh I think you looked at me like in complete shock, like, can we do this? And then Christopher joined me on the second note. on that, I think we were playing Thrice. We were playing a cover song of Thrice, Stay at the Sun. Uh, we just started playing. And then Mike was like, okay, I'm going to start playing. And then, yeah, there's no way, the way around. You have to start playing. And so we just played that last song. Um I I was scared shitless that they, she was actually going to call the police. Um But in a way... I, at, at least once in my life, I wanted to live out this, in air quotes, fantasy of, I, I'm now the guy on stage who's playing rock music, and I don't give a shit if she calls the police.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I felt when we did that. I mean, I, I remember me uh, calling to the audience, like, when when you had decided that we would play that song while she was yelling I, at it us. It just
0: happened. I, I couldn't control I, myself. <laughs> Yeah,
1: but I I I remember myself uh calling the audience like asking them if they wanted to hear another of song they wanted. and just and just you know just uh pushing them to 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 scream for us to go on and and that's what we did. And I remember the bouncer uh coming on stage. Yeah, I remember right the- after we finished the last song, <laughs> this last song, the bouncer came up on stage and said, "Yeah, you have to leave now." Or we're going to throw you out. <laughs> um, it was actually a really swell gig. It was, um,
0: it was a good gig. Yeah. It,
1: it, it, it was really intense. The audience had so much fun. It, it was very crowded, which always makes up for good o- atmosphere. Um, and the fact that we ended it like that, <laughs> um, I think we got a lot of credit from the audience for that. I mean, many people liked. Uh, the way the evening we, ended. The way we
0: handled almost being kicked out while playing last song. Yeah, it, it's funny. Yeah, how- and being denied, yeah. being denied, uh, the money. For oh, the yeah, gig. that was the other thing that they, from that. They tried
1: to scam us from, uh, yeah. for the reward. Yeah, that was, but- that
0: was one of the things like, yeah, you, you weren't, uh, you weren't playing according to the rules, so we can't play. For you so it's funny how the circumstances were completely shitty in that case, but the gig was great. And with the soccer club gig, the circumstances was great, but the gig was shit so maybe they yep. cancel each other out. Um, I don't know, it, it in both cases, there was some stress involved that I don't want to have, want to have anymore. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's I, I think it sums up what what uh, a lot of uh, people say that play in bands that it's just very ungrateful uh either from uh towards the audience or from uh, the people that manage your gigs I mean the most locations uh, most people we've worked with over the years were really friendly and really kind but you yeah once in a while you end up at people that don't respect musicians at all yeah. like they they uh I think um, their viewpoint is that it's even gratitude that we owe them for letting us because play. Because
0: we all know that we as musicians can buy grocery from exposure. I usually use my exposure card when I go shopping and can I, I can pay everything from that. The gratitude and exposure, <laughs> I can completely <laughs> live off of that.
1: Indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, pl- plus I think it's uh, most of those locations and, and yeah, they don't consider bands as necessary to earn their money yeah. I mean uh, it, it, they, they don't see how many uh, guests and audience we
0: bring into a gig and at that specific gig we filled the whole venue definitely 90% of the people that went there were in there because of us not necessarily in all the other gigs but I'm 100% sure that with this gig we brought 90, 90% of the people absolutely and that was the gig that yep. they tried to scam us uh, out of our money and uh, Still shocking to this day, if I remember it. So let's move on to our picks of the week. Um, since you are a substitute host, you should go first. Thanks. Well,
1: um, my pick of the week is um, something that would definitely be identified as um, stuff that I would listen ben to. Music. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fulfill another cliche. <laughs> um, my pick of the week is the band called Death in Rome uh and they're doing a cover by um Miles Cyrus uh they're covering the song Wrecking Ball and um yeah just let's start checking it out and then I'm going to tell you the story behind that I came in like
0: a wrecking
1: Let's start with your impression of the song and then I'm going to elaborate on how this
0: I have happened. to preface this um with the fact that I from the song wrecking ball I only actually know the chorus I've never actually heard the verse before so I started listening to this, listening to the song and I thought it was a great song. It was like, oh, it's so melancholic. It's completely minor. It's a great voice that works with this kind of stuff. And then the chorus hits and it just feels like they're completely taking the piss out of this song. And, uh, <laughs> of course it works great. It's, I mean, I have to, I have to guess, I have to gamble that it's completely ingest that cover, that it's not to be taken seriously. But up till that chorus, it could have been a very, yeah, it's not like Wrecking Ball it couldn't be a serious song, but, um, from a band that's called Death in Rome, and I know that they are doing neo folk, um, of course I, I expect something serious, but then that chorus drops and you're like, oh, what is going on? This is, this is almost laughable, but, uh, especially with the background vocals, the background vocals make it a bit more funny in, in their own sense, but, um, I actually like it that way. I like this version of the song, definitely. And I actually have to check out the actual song, um, just to hear that verse because the verse is really great. It's just the chorus that I can take seriously.
1: I think so too. I, I think the song, really, this version of the song really puts out the quality that the song yeah, actually the has. It wasn't done by
0: Milo Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> Let me check um, out who, who, so, who actually wrote that song. Uh,
1: what this actually is, is uh, the band, call, it's called uh, Death in Rome. And it's, uh, as you correctly guessed, it's uh, a NeoFolk project that popped up a couple of years ago. So for those of you who are not familiar, neo-folk is a genre, a subgenre of, yeah, gothic, roughly gothic music um, that takes itself very seriously. Usually, NeoFolk is a very melancholic, very dark typical goth atmosphere in it and the scene itself and most musicians coming from that scene take themselves very serious so and what this band does is they that's actually all they do <laughs> um, they convert typical pop songs into this dark militar, militaristic martial folk, industrial environment and um, yeah, they, they uh released some songs, some of those covers a couple of years ago and immediately uh yeah, they went skyrocketed uh within the Neo Fox scene, which actually proves that even those people uh to to uh whom I count myself <laughs> to can take themselves with a bit of irony. Um on the list of their covers that they did, um which you should totally check out. Uh are songs like Barbie Girl <laughs> from the nineties. Um What is Love by Hathaway, uh for all those nineties fans, and uh Careless Whisper by George Michael. What do Michael. they
0: play the main saxophone melody with? Uh I won't tell you.
1: Just okay. check it out. I mean okay. it's <laughs> it's it's hilarious to see people in in dark colored uniforms, uh strum acoustic guitars and and in the in the background of their live shows, they always have like these disturbing um, movie pieces uh, running, like from from black and white movies. Uh, they even used uh, actual Nazi footage for uh, <laughs> the background scenes of their of their live performances.
0: That's drastic. <laughs>
1: um The song "Barbie Girl" is actually connected with Klaus Barbie, who was an actual Nazi criminal that was uh, wanted and, and looked for by um, the Israel um, Secret Service because he vanished uh, to uh, South America after the fall of the Nazis. So it's all really connected to all those stylistic devices, uh, Neofok uses, and done to absurdity by just doing these Bubblegum wow. pop songs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I just, I, I have two tabs open right now, two Wikipedia tabs. One is Wrecking Ball, the other is, the other is Klaus Barbie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Wrecking Ball was written by five people. So just, just for comparison there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, feel free to check out the other songs by, uh, Death in Rome. And, um, here goes with, uh, your pick of the week, Matt.
0: My pick of the week is Godspeed You, Black Emperor, uh, with a song Moya. Um, Godspeed You, Black Emperor is known for their half-hour songs. And uh, of course, I'm drawn to that with my eight-minute songs. Um, by the way, I've, I've I've just mixed some radio edits of my songs, and I still got around the four to five-minute mark. But yeah, um, this one is only 11 minutes. And... Um, I know someone who will like it because, uh, it has a, a long build up with a huge explosion at the end. Uh, so let's just have a little bit of the, I think, decisive moment where it really turns around and gets going of that song. So here's Godspeed You Black Emperor with the song Moya. So I picked this song or so I picked this artist, um, because it's now autumn and this is generally the time where I start to uh, listen to more post rock and drawn out things, something that sounds really sad and melancholic. And I just, I'm just getting back on that track again right now. Um, this is not the time for me to to listen to bubblegum pop. So, um, <laughs> and rightfully so. It's, uh, all their songs are just they—they they would be perfect for any movie that you try. Uh, they are making, and the other way around, they use. See, I, I think they use snippets of of movies, or at least just recordings in general, like the typical post stuff, where you just sample a movie or, or play or something. And I think it, in that case, it works in both directions. You can just. Uh, uh in in a way that life imitates art um godspeed you black emperor imitates movie movie imitates them and it all goes back in circles and you can just use any of that as as a as a soundtrack so what do you think of that song
1: um i know godspeed you black emperor um but i didn't know that song i only know their later works which are a lot more dynamic um and um they they didn't change the uh initial approach of building it up very slowly and very tedious but um i was uh, surprised by the fact that in this song you almost you, you almost don't hear any traditional rock band instruments play um it it starts with a very long intro that is almost solely like strings or stringed instruments right yeah. and and keys and and I don't, I don't know if they actually used, um, analog instruments. Yeah,
0: they, they, they actually, they, I've seen a, uh, picture of, of, many photos of them in studio or at gigs and that's a lot of people there playing actual real instruments. A, a bit like, uh, when you say these new Puritans on, on stage. Okay. So,
1: um, yeah, I did, I didn't know that they were actually using all these instruments you hear in this song. There's so many instruments, um, that, that follow up on each other. Um, and the, the, well the explosion you just mentioned is there, <laughs> but it's even, the explosion is very delicate. It's, it's very careful. It's not as brutal as some, uh, other post-rock bands do. You know, they, they, they start from a very low level of tension. So if they just move it up a tidbit, uh, you immediately, immediately, um get the reaction it's it's yeah. uh it, 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 the the whole song is so relaxing and so um melancholic that it's it's uh enough to to just do that little bit of excitement and tension yeah, yeah um i must say i i do prefer their later works um but it's very interesting to see where they started off
0: I just have the waveform in front of me just because I love it enabled. And then actually until the five minute mark, it's just build up. It's just intro. And then at the five minute mark, that's the point where we just heard where the drums kick in. And from that point, it goes progressively louder and more intense. But as you said, I think they handle it very delicately. And I think that's one of the strong points of Godspeed, You Black Emperor, that they can handle explosions very delicately. (laughs) Okay. And as always, you can find those songs in our Spotify playlist that we curate. Um, you can find the link on sunriserobot.net slash bits and pieces slash 40. But before we get into our usual outro, I've pulled this, this old lazy lyrics generator out of the, out of the drawer and, uh, pushed some buttons. And I'm just going to read a few stanzas from this, um, just because. I, lo- I still love this lazy lyrics generator. We had this on about, oh, I don't know, three, four months ago. Yeah, I remember that. But, um, and it doesn't really pertain to any, uh, current event or something. It's just, um, so this is song, press shuffle on your iPod, Steve Jobs, one more time <laughs> in the style of, Br- in the style of Britney Spears by El Capitan and the Fanboys. So I I don't really know. I mean, it's obvious which which songs uh, they are mentioning here. By are they they playing to with uh, Britney Spears? But I don't really have them in mind, so I'm not going to read them in the in the actual rhythm or melody. Um, oh MacBook, oh MacBook, oh Steve Steve Jobs, oh Steve Jobs. I must confess, I still believe iTunes works well on Windows. Give me a sign. Press shuffle on your iPod, Steve Jobs. One more time. Oh, MacBook, oh, MacBook. Oh, Johnny Ive, oh, Johnny Ive. I'm addicted to you. Don't you know that you're sexy? Oh, MacBook, oh, MacBook. Oh, Tim Cook, oh, Tim Cook. I think I did it again. I made you believe that you don't need Adobe Flash. Oh, Tim Cook, to slide to unlock like that is just so typically me. Beach ball, I did it again. I stole your ideas. Oh, Steve Wozniak, oh, Steve Wozniak. I think I made you believe that you don't need another USB port. Oh, MacBook, oh, MacBook, I'm not that slick. You see, my problem is this, coming up with our own ideas. Wishing everyone had a MacBook. Oh, Steve Wozniak, I must confess, I still believe iTunes works well on Windows. Still believe. Press shuffle on your iPod, Steve Jobs, one more time. This is our episode 40 of Bits and Pieces. Check out our show notes at sunriserobot.net slash bitsandpieces slash 40. And as always, we love feedback. Now, Mike's not on the show. Um I'm on Twitter at Ecolox, E-C-H-O-L-O-X. Do you still have Twitter? Do you still use it? I never did. Should people send you a carrier pigeon then? <laughs> yeah, but um, you can... Here with the times, man. You, you,
1: can, you can check out... uh <laughs> My bad. Salt the skies. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, yeah.
0: Facebook dot com slash saltless the skies. Just uh, check, check, check out, out that awesome band. Still awesome. Um, maybe even more awesome now that I'm gone. Maybe I was just holding you back. Uh Subscribe to the show. Um, just If you're on SunriseRobot.net slash bitsandpieces slash 40, um, you can find our subscribe button there for iTunes or just RSS for any other podcatcher. If you're on iOS, you might use Overcast FM or the built-in podcast app. On Android, you want to use Podcast Addict or Pocket cards. These are just some recommendations from us. Um, you can also support us directly on Patreon, patreon.com slash sunrise robot. And very, very special thanks to Bruce Edwards.
1: And thanks a lot for having me tonight.
0: Always. So see you next week.